0: Again, it feels like an age since we last spoke to each other. Well, I spoke to you. Well, Colin Clark, David Evans, George Donaldson and I spoke to you here on Spin the Rally Pod. Thank you for downloading us. It's been an age, it feels like. But the good news is we're back and we're ready to talk about the Acropolis Rally, the Rally of the Gods. We're heading to Greece excitement excitement but i i also have to say that oh it is the season of mists and mellow fruitfulness glorious sunshine in the uk at the moment is it's just proper i love autumn autumn is proper rallying weather don't you think
1: or lisa you and i are completely aligned autumn and winter are only seasons worth having (laughs) the only seasons worth having but just before we go any further lisa you have to just give us a little flavor of Japan, the Paralympics. Oh. We unfortunately we're not going. I am absolutely devastated about that. It's one of my favourite countries in the world. So, tease us. Tell us a little bit. What was it like? I
0: tell you what, David. It's one of my favourite countries in the world now, and I spent 14 days in soft quarantine. So, uh, flew into the country and basically uh, was in the hotel um became very good friends with the local Lawson's convenience store because that's uh, where we had to feed ourselves from and then um and then to work um to cover goldball and it I and I covered the opening ceremony closing ceremony and it was heartbreaking that everything was so empty but mm. I still felt like I was at a very special Paralympic games the, the level of sports is extraordinary but all the people who had volunteered, who should have been having the effect that I saw in London of being part of something incredibly special as a volunteer, as a, you know, a driver, uh, you know, everything that everybody has when they're working around something as special as the Olympic and Paralympic Games. It just wasn't quite there for them because they didn't have other people to share it with. But because it's Japan, everything was just perfect. Everybody was... Yeah. Polite and smiley, and I was just left with this burning urge to go, go around and see every single part of Japan. It was, it was just wonderful. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. I couldn't. I've, I'm left with a big part of my heart wanting to go back to Japan and it's, to you know support the people that that just made even those 19 days that I was in the country feel so special.
2: It's the people, yeah. isn't it? At least it's, it's the Japanese it people. They're, they're the most welcoming, hospitable friendly, uh, helpful people you can find anywhere. The 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 Japanese culture is, is uh, something very different. And, um, you know, if you get the chance to experience it, it really is. I have to say, though, when you mentioned Lawson's there, at least that, that brought back a few memories. <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I had one of the funniest experiences of my life in a Lawson's with Dan Barrett. <laughs> Clearly you can't repeat it. <laughs> no, I can not repeat it. I can't repeat it. So so I can't remember what year it was, but Dan was co-driving, I think, for Toshiara, and they they'd crashed out early. Something had happened and, and he wasn't competing, so he, he said, Can I come out with you? Carl said, Yeah, no problems come out with me. So he was out with me on the on the event and we stopped at a Lawson's to just to get, you know, to fuel up with some some food. Some quality,
0: <laughs> top-notch food and cakes like Absolutely. they've come from a French patisserie.
2: Well, you know, remember those, those? they've got those little steamers, haven't they, with the dumplings in them? Oh, yeah. So I go straight for a couple of dumplings, and Dad's going, oh, what's, what's that like? What's, what's, you, you don't get those in Northern England. What, what, what are those, like? What are those? I thought they're lovely. They're very sweet. They're just fluffy. They're light. They're lovely. Oh, all right, right, right. I'll, I'll try one of those then. <laughs> Apologies to Nolan England I got got, got three of them I got three of them Two for me One for Dan And he starts heating his As we're driving away And then all of a sudden Stop Stop the cast (laughs) Slammed on the brakes Thinking what's going on What's going on What's going on Door opens You know At lightning speed He heads out the door And honestly He wasn't quite being sick But he was close to being sick But Dan What's going on He says Watch this! <laughs> babe, you're feeding me! It? And he'd, he'd, unfortunately, I'd got the two sweet dumplings and he'd got the fermented, George, oh. I don't know what it is, fermented bean one and it was vile. Oh. It wasn't the pickled plum. I, That's delicious. I, I think he can still taste it and that was about 10 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Poor old Dan Barrett. The most most
0: extraordinary range of cakes that um, me and my colleagues worked <laughs> our way through saying, oh, have you tried the Hokkaido milk pudding Ooh. shoe uh-huh. pastry filled? I mean, it, it was extraordinary. Ooh. It wasn't a convenience store, as I know, a convenience store at all. It's just brilliant. Anyway, we, we're here to talk rallying. Um, mm. <laughs> should we talk about the Acropolis Rally, the car breaker? It's back. I, <laughs> I wish I was there. <laughs>
2: wow. Well- well I'm going to if you don't mind guys I'm going to jump in because uh, it's unusual the weather the weather david what's it like back home you're in a heatwave apparently aren't you no oh, yeah we 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 are i i, I am not uh, i'm not with colin in
1: acropolis uh, this this week oh, i am on a couple of special oh. assignment we should
0: point out at this stage that colin is roadside in greece <laughs> and he's he's waiting to to get some business that he needs to get done uh, he's clearly just switched his headphones off and he can't hear us now
1: but he
3: is now
0: we're talking back to now. himself oh, so I'm back now what's he's talking there back. 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 we
2: go you were, you were never there he's back <laughs> we heard
3: everything i <laughs> oh, sorry,
2: sorry i didn't touch anything i didn't touch anything honestly <laughs> maybe it's uh, the signal anyway. so, Guys, i was going to tell you about the weather here the, I, I don't know if you've seen Some of the pictures that came out of Shake, not Shakedown, the recce yesterday, uh, one or two stages, just one got blocked, in fact, by recce cars. It was so, so muddy. We've had torrential rain and it's continuing today. It honestly looks like a wet weekend in Rill, you know, today. It's absolutely horribly wet. It's cold. Everyone's got their winter wet gear on. It's not pleasant and it's going to rain all day today. And all day tomorrow. Are the roads like
3: ice, the asphalt roads
2: I like can't ice, I can see that not affecting the stages. I know, George, you'll tell us it dries incredibly quickly around here. But the amount of rain that's coming down, the state of the stages, it's going to be interesting to see what the organisers do. Will they put a blade across some of those stages, potentially? I don't know. I don't know, but it's certainly, certainly not what we were expecting in terms of the weather um, in the days leading up to the event. And, and does this, Colt, does this actually
1: play directly into the hands of Mr Sebastian Ogier.
2: Well, now this is the interesting thing because you as you know, guys, the, the the rally's actually split across quite a big geography this time. We're based in Lamia, but Friday is around Lutraki. Now is about I guess it must be it must be a hundred kilometers or so to the south of where we are, to the southwest of where we are, and it's across the Panasos mountain range. And the Permat. But, but Pernas- Carl, just
1: just very briefly explain, because obviously the the event starts outside the Acropolis yeah. or on the Acropolis, and then it's an overnight in Athens,
2: isn't it? And then they go sort of well, west from there and then north. Absolutely. That, and that's on, the first day. The first day is, the first yeah. day is around Loutraki, which is, uh, as I say, about 100 kilometres or so other side of the Parnassos Mountains from Lamia. Uh, Saturday and Sunday stages are all in the mountains around Lamia. And that is where we are just now, and that is where the weather is really quite bad. It's not so bad around Lutraki. I've had a look at the forecast. They're expecting the odd little shower today, and that is it. You know, really dry tomorrow, dry all day Friday. So I don't think Friday's stages will be affected really at all. Maybe stage, the last stage of the day, which again comes back towards Lamia, maybe that one will be a little bit wet, a little bit damp. But your Augier will still have a massive, massive job to do on the Friday, even with this rain that we're seeing around Lamia. For me, the big question is just how are Saturday and Sunday stages going to look by the time we get there? Because, you know, this rain is, I think, a little unusual. um, And really, there is a lot of it. A lot of rain coming down. Torrential rain last night, rain today, more torrential rain tomorrow. Interesting. We've got a
0: massive, um, massive leg on Saturday as well, haven't we? Isn't it 132 competitive kilometres on Saturday?
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, the whole route for this, uh, for for this event is is quite quite different to what we normally see. You know, we've become very used to uh, seeing two loops of two, two loops of three stages uh, per day, and that's really all changed here. Like Colin said, we start with a, a super special uh, right in the centre of Athens, which is going to be incredible. Uh, that there's so much work's gone into, gone into to putting <laughs> that stage together, and Cole's got a very special story. Uh, which hold that thought, Colin. I'll just do the rest of the route. And then, like you said, uh, Lutraki, so the classic Aggie Theodori stage twice. But then Lutraki, Thiever and Alatia are only run once. Into Saturday, we do have one stage, two stages repeated. um, But then Gravier and Bauxite stay their single runs. Sunday, Tarzan is the power stage, run twice. uh, And one stage splitting those two. But that one stage, Pergos, Mm. uh, is is. Thirty-three kilometers. I mean, yes, Lisa. It is a big day: hundred and thirty-two, hundred and ten miles, or something, on Saturday. But also, Saturday is seventy k, which is Sunday. Yeah. Sorry, Sunday is seventy k, which is a good few miles Brilliant. as well. So I love a long Sunday
0: because yeah. you just have to. You can't. You can't risk too much when you're pushing hard on a Saturday because you've got to get through on the final day Sunday. of the event.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. And and three good chunky stages on on Sunday. It's uh, it's gonna be great and. It, I think, you know, for me, it, it's not quite back to a brilliant, brilliant, long, super, long, super tough Acropolis. Uh, and, Colin, I don't know if you've managed to drive any of the roads because there is a mm. lot of chatter about some of the stages. Perhaps this has been compromised by the wet weather. But there was talk that it was going to be a little bit smoother with a lot of work done to to repair the roads. Um, obviously, the championship not having been there for eight years. Um, but, yeah, it's still... It's still fantastic but, to be back.
2: But the nature of these repairs, it's interesting what you say about the repairs David. I've had I have had a, a look at uh, a few of the stages and yeah, you can see where they've repaired the roads and uh, you know what these road repairs are like. It, you can repair roads and then if you have constant traffic over those repairs, the repairs bed down and you get a pretty solid base, don't you? But when yeah. you repair roads just for a rally, it looks great for the recce. The minute you put a world rally car into there, it starts to dig up and, and that is what's yeah. going to happen. They look fantastic. They look smooth, but I drove the start of bauxite mm. yesterday uh, and it's wide and it looks really smooth. It comes out of the town through what's effectively a rubbish dump, to be honest with you. It's not particularly always, pretty. The start always the same
3: colour. Not not, not, no change there
2: yeah. at all. Mm. Well, you know, it, it's a mine, it isn't is, it, George? Yeah. And, and mines are never pretty. They're, they're never yeah. pretty. It's a bauxite mine. Um, But you looked at it and as you're looking up the hill, you're looking at the road, think that road looks really, really good. And then the stones start to clatter on the underside of your car and you're down to 20 kilometers an hour. You're down to 15 kilometers an hour. And you're thinking, how can I be going so slowly on what looks like a good road? Well, there's bedrock. There are massive rocks just poking up above this, this newly laid layer of, I wouldn't call it gravel in places. It's almost like the kind of rocks that you find in, say, a riverbed. um so i think i think yeah the, the roads will look a lot smoother david but i think by the time we get in there and particularly on the second pass it'll be just as challenging as ever it really will uh and we're going to see a lot of attrition there's no question because don't forget you know we're talking remote services again it's a long time since we last had a remote service i can't remember when we last had a remote service um we've had tire zones obviously but remote services they kind of ditched those a few years ago uh, but remember, yeah, you had one in Croatia.
1: Services... Sorry, was it? Was it one in Croatia?
2: Was that? It wasn't What's such that? a long time then. <laughs> um... <laughs> we've we've had
1: one this year, haven't we? Because we we drove down to that park somewhere and stood in the park. Was that? Or yeah, was that was a tyre zone.
2: That was a tyre zone. No, 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 exactly. I suppose no,
1: the
0: very no, fact no, you yeah. can't you can't pull one straight to mind shows that it's been, yeah. been been a while. But, but I
2: while. you know you know I I don't think I I don't if anyone's thinking this is going to be a fairly innocuous Acropolis rally. Well, just wait. Wait until Friday and particularly the second pass and then wait in particular till, till Saturday and, and see the effect that the weather's had on the stages. It's going to be massively, massively challenging. And again, I suspect a rally where... I spoke to Ogier yesterday and, and you'll, you'll see that interview on Dirtfish. Uh, and he, he, you know, OK, he's got a job to do on the Friday, clearly. But he hinted at the fact that, you know, they've, they've scored some good results in rallies on gravel this year where they opened the road where they didn't expect to get good results. Uh, in particular, Sardinia, Sardinia yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he kind of hinted at that again, and I think he's probably right. It's it's going to be a rally for for using your head, um, and and making sure that you look after your car. George, how do
0: teams? Uh, well, I mean, I remember when I was at the Acropolis Rally years and years and years and years ago. It was the year that. Um, uh, Sebastian Loeb was dominating everything. So right mid naughties it was, and Petter Solberg just couldn't do anything right. In that, you know, it was like he'd smashed every mirror in the place, or every black cat, whatever, had given him every bit of bad luck. And he was doing well in the rally, and then was um, involved in a um, interstage collision with a spectator car, and was out of the out of the event when it had got interesting. Yeah. Um, but but everybody else is breaking their cars. So how do the teams? What you know when you're you're looking at a potential car breaking rally? What what do you do there's, as a team there's not boss? Much
3: you can do. I mean, it, 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 as an engineer, um, there's not much you can do. The car's homologated, and that's it. You you can put some additional protection under the car, um, but you're really looking to deflect any anything that might cause damage, and anything that might cause damage, as we know, probably weighs about you know. 7 or 8 kilos, um, how do you deflect that at a car doing 170, 180 kph round a corner? It's almost impossible. You raise the car a little bit. No, it's probably down more to the the team management and the the tactics for the driver for the event. Whatever your strategy is for the event, which is usually flat out and win, let's be honest. Uh, Unless you're Sebastian Ogier at the moment, you might not be flat out to win. You might have a slightly different attitude. But... um, it's your tactics. How you, you know, from your recce, you know where the rough places are. So you know, you, you you strategize where to to take chances, where to push, where to where to reduce the the safety margins to to absolute zero, where you know that the that most likely you're not going to meet that spurious rock in the road. Um, as, as Colin said, there, you know, boxite way. Uh, now that used to be a a fairly smooth stage with the odd rough place, always uh, capable of being big, loose rocks. Um, I mean, it, it it generally doesn't get so soft in Greece. It got rocky. The rocks come out of the road, so it gets bumpy and rough. Just exactly the sort of thing that, knocks a suspension arm off a car. So strategy, keep the car straight. You know, I mean, okay, the fastest way to drive these cars is as straight as possible. But as we know, they're always drifting at, you know, five to 10 degrees. But with the, still with the car, uh, the steering still uh, degreed into the corner. So they're still sort of feeding in. Not so much of the oversteer. Um, it's oversteered and understeered at the same time that the car is. And and that's the fastest way to to, to keep them going. So you're really going to lean on that very heavily to make sure that you're you're not coming into the corner completely Mm. on the side. Hurting tyres, you know, getting punctures is a massive thing. Colin, what's happening?
2: Nothing. I thought the guy in front of me was going to hit me. Oh, it's Parked on a very steep hill. Sorry, that's me being sorry, George. I was loving your story. Keep going. My fault. No,
3: nothing, if not dramatic, oh dear, oh dear. Colin. So even when you're parked, you're capable Never. of having Best a freaking drama. <laughs> Honestly, Queen and drama. Right. Yeah, I, I, you are the one. <laughs> perfect.
2: Perfect. I am the one. Jo- Thank you, George. <laughs> what about
1: what about the days when you would when you would carry some spares? Uh, do you do much? Would you do much of that? Well, Today again, just, again, just
3: again depending on, on how far you are from service it makes some sense i mean the guys do carry some mm-hmm. spares um the limit what sort of stuff have they got then well i mean I, honestly speaking i've still i've still never managed to get into the technicalities of these cars i mean typically you would carry you know some 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 suspension links that might get knocked off but these cars don't have things like that you know yeah. the they, the the front and rear suspension tends to tend to be these lovely big uh, sort of Swinging arm, a arms, uh, the bottom, the bottom arms, all geared to keep the geometry um, as as neutral as possible throughout the suspension range. Um, so yeah,
2: I think they're a too big to carry. George, basically, the bottom line you. is. But, but George, but so so remind us. It it is it is a while since we had a remote service. Um, I'm just trying to remind myself the regulations of remote services. You can only. Replace parts that you carry on the car in a remote service. Is that correct? Are the teams allowed to bring no, parts that with was, them that, to a remote that, service? That
3: used to be the rule at the re- remote service. Um, and I have to confess, I have that, downloaded that, yeah. the WRC regulations, and there might well be a, a, a still a regulation in there on remote service, and it will tell you what you can do. But I would have skipped over it because it's irrelevant. <laughs> Sorry,
2: mm-hmm. apologies. Well, well it, it isn't until we get to a rally like this where it's... Well, sort of what, what you would what you tend to carry
3: is, is things that you could repair. You know, the the guys carry will carry wire lock, uh, some wire, some some little uh, cable clips, um, bits and pieces that you you know ju- jubilee clips uh, are, are quite amazing at holding things together if you've got enough of them, uh, and and you can transpose them in a way that they'll 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 manage to capture the load. Um, you'd be surprised what you can get away with, but. All it would do is allow you to drive through a stage, generally speaking, a fair bit slower than you normally would. So you, you've, got to, you've got to be working that you're losing less than five minutes a stage to make it worth keeping going and assuming that you're not going to damage the car further and then stop again. You've then hemorrhaged an extra few minutes. So most people are just making the decision when they have a problem to say, right, well, we can either keep going as it is or or, or we stop and take uh take super
2: rally which most people do yeah I, I think we're going to see a lot of attrition in this event i really do i think it's going to be very similar to to safari in some ways guys in that you know at safari we saw drivers really the whole field in safari with no experience of how to deal with those roads an awful lot of them you know having their european gravel heads on and just going for it for it from stage one stage two and coming a cropper uh, you know, if we get that similar sort of attitude here, you know, we'll we'll be down to very few cars by the end of Friday. I really think we could lose a number of cars on the Friday unless, unless the attitude perhaps in certain camps um, is more about survival than perhaps pushing on because, you know, with, with that service, with it being a remote service, with, you know, the unknown about these stages, yes, they do look smooth. Yes, they'll look nice on recce, but, you know, Think to Mexico, David George. Whenever we go to Mexico and we we drive the stages on the recce in Mexico and we think, oh, these are just beautiful. They're like Finland. They're smooth. They're fast. You can absolutely push on. Stage one, stage two, it all starts to go wrong, doesn't it? The rocks start to appear from the cuts that you didn't see on the recce that was hidden by some of the dirt that's that's slightly compacted. I genuinely think that that could be what we see on Friday, and, and it could be a really... Really difficult. I think it day. is
3: going to be tough, Colin, and it is going to be just exactly as you say. So that that tactics that the the, the driver employ, the suck it and see sort of tactic, mm. really, it's going to be once again. It's the cleverest guy, the guy that's read it best, is quite simply. I mean, I know it's kind of stating the obvious, but with with regard to those rough roads and and maintaining a slight margin, I suspect is important. Will one driver be lucky enough to just push? Because I'm sure quite a few guys will just push like a normal European event. Will one or two? Will Will one of those guys be lucky enough to to get a clear run and and have taken a thirty second advantage on the first day, when he opened everything, or maybe even maybe even more throughout the the, the first two days? Will, will he be safe enough and and push through? You know, rather like uh, Thierry Neuville had done on Safari Rally. Uh, and then fall foul of almost nothing on the last day, because, just because they've not been they've been trading on luck effectively, which is again as, as I'm an advocate for saying you you make your own luck, but you're also uh, you're also subjecting yourself to those additional hazards. Um, so yeah, it'll be a
0: tough one to balance. David, I was reading your article on Dirtfish.com. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button from your podcast provider. Um, I was looking at the conversation you've been having with Elvin Evans. What's the story there? Because you, you, you tell us the story a bit, but there's a little hinty hinty. Can you tell us what you couldn't say in the article?
1: <laughs> I, I actually can't, Lee. Ah. I, um, I was with Yeri Matty on Monday night. Uh, for a for a meeting in in Munich, uh, and once we'd done all of the official business, uh, I then said to him, "So come on, what was the issue with with Elvin in in the pre-event test?" And he couldn't remember either. And and you know, Yari Matti is a hopeless liar, uh, so he <laughs> stood there and literally for a good two minutes, he was racking his brains trying to think, and then he just said, oh, "I just can't remember." Uh, so I think you know it could have just been one of those one of those minor niggles uh, that that just kept the car off off the road for for. That- a good David. part of the day. Yeah, um, but David, and, I,
2: I spoke to him yesterday to Elvin, and I said that to him. I said, Look, you, know, you didn't have the perfect test, you know, maybe you didn't get the miles. And he went, I don't know where the story is coming from. <laughs> he was quite happy with these well, tests. It, it,
1: it was a conversation with somebody who was out at the test, um, and they said the car was, was in service for a long time. Uh, so I said to Tom Fowler, what was it and he said yeah there was there was some some small things nothing dramatic but yeah elvin didn't probably get the number of kilometers that he would have wanted Mm. Uh, so that was where the story came from for me um but exactly what it was i I don't know uh i mean it couldn't have been too bad because obviously all of the the drivers all used the same test car didn't they uh so no i i don't know um exactly what it was but you know fundamentally this is a, is this a pivotal event for Elvin? I'm not sure it is. I think, you know, one thing that Elvin has to do here is almost forget about the championship. You know, he needs, he's pretty much admitted the championship has gone. He's 38 points behind. If he could get any word, championship word or thought out of his head, it would probably free, his, his, free himself up a little bit to drive in the way that we can. Because I do feel it's constantly at the back of his mind mm. at the moment uh i felt like it was in in eper and you know eper really kind of gave him uh a victory in the overall classification ahead of ogier but then ogier took more points than him mm-hmm. so i you know psychologically belgium could have been quite a tough one for elvin um so yeah i i think he he needs to he needs to forget championship uh and just get on and and drive in with a bit more freedom uh and in a more kind of relaxed Way, but equally, having said that, he's also got to remember that he needs to bring points home for Toyota, doesn't he? It's a, it's a kind of a a pivotal point uh in the season for them. And Tom Fowler said, you know, in terms of championship, Toyota is at that point where, as a driver, maybe you've just got a sort of thirty second lead. It's not quite enough to relax uh, because you know that you can have a puncture or something at any mm. point. At any point, um, and it brings the pressure back back. So it's it's a difficult position.
2: Uh, it, for Toyota right now it is difficult and it, and it's interesting, isn't it because obviously Hyundai had a a very good event in Ypres uh they could do with consolidating that here in in Greece, but you know <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't be betting on Hyundai, would you? you really wouldn't you know particularly with the problems that we've seen them enduring this year um you know we we we're still not a hundred percent sure what those problems were. You know the the line from Adamo is that well nothing's changed with the suspension so you know why should there be anything wrong with it? Well if that's the case then they have to be a little bit concerned about here because clearly you you know they they have had suspension issues on rougher gravel um and if nothing's changed if nothing's been put in there to protect it then uh, you know then they must be vulnerable and and that's not good for for Hyundai when they need a good result here they can't they can't just sit back and say well actually. We'll take maybe a second and a fourth. That's not good enough. They've got to be your know, two cars ideally ahead of Toyota here. And to do that, they're going to have to push. And to push, perhaps, perhaps it may again expose the frailties of that suspension.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, they you can talk blithely about, oh, put some more protection around the car, around the suspension, the pickup points, and all of that. They'll do that. Of course, they did that. They went, they did that when they went to Kenya. It didn't work. Uh, the, the, it didn't work. The one the one aspect that I did hear um after the event is that they perhaps Thierry Neville's suspension wasn't changed ahead of the final day. Uh now obviously current regulations stipulate that you can't just keep chucking new suspension parts at it. I think George would correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it's it's seven sets per three car team. Um so you do have some spares and you have a floating spare that you can. but you're constantly sort of rotating the suspension. You take it off the car, you rebuild it through the day, and put it back on uh, the the following day. Um, and that, and that apparently, so we're told, it wasn't done. Uh, so Thierry went into the final day with with suspension that was that had already seen some action. Um, and I think that is what uh, Oetken was alluding to when he said that we'd learned a lesson from from Kenya. Uh, and the lesson is that you know at every opportunity you need to change the suspension uh it it's right you know adamo is right no, nothing has changed with those sax dampers they they're exactly the same as the, as they were uh and it's not going to be easy for Hyundai guys to go into this event with that in the back of their minds um that you know that, that, that they've had all of these issues so far this season and it is this constant sort of fine line isn't it you know you've got to push uh but equally you've got to keep some margin Uh, in place because you're in Greece you know you're going to be in some of the roughest stages in the world uh but it is just about I'm sure we've all seen in the past points where as a driver you can go out and and in Elvin Evans words you can put it on the door handles for three days and just about get away with it uh but those are the exceptions aren't they George yeah I mean
3: it is it is um it's just it's a question of you know it's the old adage that i never really quite fully explained about carrying a car and uh, it is very much the case that a, a driver can can break a car very easily you know just coming into something just a, just 1 kph faster than he might have done and that just lets the car just go a few more degrees sideways and there it is you can see the little step on a rock coming into the corner you know drivers can sometimes see things just because they're so focused and 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 you know their their vision narrows uh, down to down to what they need to see although that's still quite a, a, a quite a, a a broad capture in many ways but but they can see oh, I really like to miss that have they got have they got the ability to just bring the car in a little bit just to lift off the power for a, a, a millisecond or for, you know, for half a second just to just to pop the car back in shed a couple of kph and and literally carry the car past those 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 little uh, items that might just give that car that the, the strange mechanical input that just has you know, just pushing the 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 breaking point of 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 some components to their very very limit, and and parts fatigue. You know, as we saw in 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 Greece, Colin. You're know, exactly what you said. You know that the, you know that we were told that they didn't change the suspension in in uh, on on the last day in Kenya for for Terry. So, yeah, you've you've got to look after it. You've you've somehow got to carry it a little bit, and I think all cars are the same. You know the. There's not much in it between any of them for fragility. The the Ford does seem to be the strongest. So again, you know, can we see something special from those guys this weekend? Both both drive, you know, both um, both the drivers that were in Kenya remarkable performances. The 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 result belied just how good the performance was. I think so. You know, are these these guys still stepping up this year? I'd like to think so. Nice fresh event again. It's going to be a good strength for them.
2: Yeah, we we kind of forget about Ford, don't we? We we perhaps don't really discuss them enough because you know the back at the front is very much the Hyundais and the Toyotas this year. But yeah, looking back to Kenya, George, both Greensmith and Fummo had really really strong events, and I, it is possible here. It's really possible here that a podium is on for M Sport because you know we've already discussed about just how tough it's going to be on the Friday. As I say, with this rain that we've got around here, around Lamea in the Parnassos Mountains on the Saturday and Sunday, who knows what's going to happen in terms of road position, in terms of the way the road evolves. You know what? These guys that are leading at the end of Friday might not be so happy to be car nine or ten on the road on Saturday because it could be an absolute quagmire by the time they get to certain corners underneath the trees. Don't forget, these are massive mountains. How many metres, George? Two and a half oh, thousand, three well, thousand metre well, mountains? It must be three, three, More. three
3: plus. Yeah, they're huge. They stages a bit. The, 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 ski, the, the, are the up ski, ski resorts up there. Carpanese Ski Resort is just, just up the road from Lavadia there, you know. Um,
2: There's still wee patches of snow up on the I, top, so it could be interesting, David.
1: I Definitely, but don't forget as well that you know, Gus Greensmith has has made a real play, hasn't he, for this event that he's chasing his first stage win, and and yeah. let's let's just Acropolis wait and see. Acropolis <clears throat> we should not be about imp-
3: stage wins, never was, and I, I, yeah, certainly by the conditions the conditions we're hearing, very unusual. I've I've only ever seen rain, um, in in Greece maybe three times, Colin, and basically the first thing that happens is that the rain goes onto the the asphalt road, which is which is either Covered in oil, uh, so it's like a skating rink All or made, made of, of marbles, marble, so it's like a skating rink. So you've got two options, skating rink <laughs> or skating rink. I mean, and, and really, I mean, I'm talking about driving around a corner, uh, there's the rain, you're driving up the straight, and the car starts to spin. And I mean, I'm not talking about accelerating or anything. The car just starts to spin the wheels and right. then wants to go sideways. And the road's a wee bit cambered down to the right hand side, and you're heading for the edge. And it's it's
2: and you're not you're only doing forty kph. But, but, <laughs> but George, we're not talking showers, by no, the way, George. We, we're talking a considerable amount of rain coming tomorrow, on top of what's already been a considerable amount. My of rain. forecast says so not, I, not but, much. But Collins, just just so be
3: interesting to see just what comes on the weekend. Looking good. So wow. according to my forecast.
1: Just to come back to to GreenSmith though, I, he we have seen an improvement in his speed and his pace. Mm. I totally take your point, George. That you know it's not about stage wins, but actually for him yeah. it is you know there is that psychological aspect again that he wants to he wants to nail one yeah uh, and what we've also seen is uh, adrian formo testing recently testing the puma rally one car in sardinia so you know he's in yeah. that kind of roughish gravel yeah. mentality of, of driving uh, you know potentially these boys ford m sport is is famed for building strong cars uh
2: so a podium yeah. Podium Quite is a real possibly. possibility, but I, yeah. I, I I'm with George. I don't like this talk about pushing for stage wins. Formo was very 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 clever in you know in Acropolis, not in Acropolis in Safari sorry. Safari, you know there, yeah. there is there is definitely competition between Formo and Greensmith within that M-Sport team. You know they're two young lads that want to establish themselves, and Formo was clever. He saw that cut. He knew he knew if he took that cut, he would get a penalty. But what does the timesheet so- shows? Timesheet shows. That formo was quickest through that stage. The time penalty came later. He was very Mm. clever. You, he got he got the stage win ahead of Greensmith. Job done. Greensmith should not go chasing stage wins. I'm hundred percent with George on that. I think that's that's a dangerous, dangerous ploy, particularly here in Greece. But George, weatherman, George, the forecast for tomorrow around here, not not around Lamia, not around sorry, not around Lutraki, but around Lamia and in the mountains where Saturday and Sunday stages are. Twenty millimeters of rain. Yes. George. Totally totally
3: mil. contrary to my uh, my forecast.
2: Aye. Well don't you worry with your forecast. Mine is right. I am always right when it comes to the weather. Always <laughs> How very right. British, we've yeah. gone. Always right. Yeah. Twenty mil George. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna rain for the next twenty four, thirty six hours. Are you sure
3: that car didn't crash into you and knock you down a wee hole or anything? You're <laughs> not on the roof, are you? In a ditch with, with water filling the car or something like that. Are you okay?
0: Speaking of which, Listen, I'm going to edge us on yeah. a bit from our, our weather debate, even though any photographs I've ever seen of the Acropolis Rally of the Gods is always of the dust clouds. Yeah. And who can forget the year that Peter Solberg didn't know which way he was going down the stage because it was in the evening and he had the lights on and the dust clouds mm. and Chris Patterson was, was it Chris oh, Patterson yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Just, oh. He knew better. Knew where he was
2: going. Awful. Chris just got lost in the notes. That was that was one. That, that was on the, the the stage again. They started in Athens and they came out towards the tracky. May have been the tracky stage. Um. It was one of the best bits of driving I have ever seen. I've seen drivers where co-drivers lose their place in the notes, completely losing it themselves. And I think it was Chevy Pons. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember was, in that Spain. Very, that was very lost. Sad. Germany it, lost it. Lost it with his co-driver, and the co-driver went to bits was in tears at the end of the stage. Solberg was absolutely cool as a cucumber, encouraging Patterson, don't worry about it, take your time, we're going past this point here, see if you can find where we are. Still probably not 100%, but not far off 100% pushing on. Solberg never got lost, he knew exactly where he was going. And it was one of mm. the best, the best bits of driving I have ever seen. It was enormously impressive.
0: It was one of the scariest co-rides as a television viewer yeah <laughs> I do recall yeah, that. yeah, yeah <laughs> in the dark
2: yeah yeah, yeah. um
0: I'm, i am going to just kind of edge us on because i'm i'm aware of the time and the fact that uh, there's a lot to be done before the rally actually gets underway um i don't know if we can talk about what, what were you doing in germany this week david can we talk about that or not
1: uh we yep we were in munich for a meeting, so, uh, a, a few journalists were, were invited to go out and have a you look. You nearly stayed there longer uh, than
0: you thought you were gonna stay as well. I almost
1: <laughs> did because stupidly I forgot that you didn't need a PCR test to come back into the UK. I made the the closing doors of the airline with about forty-five seconds to spare. But plenty yes, of time. Plenty of time, exactly. Uh but no, we were there to look at the three hundred and sixty-degree um sustainability sort of revolution, if you like, that's coming in the World Rally Championship from twenty twenty-two. We all know, of course, that we've got hybrid cars. For the first time. So we had the chance to sit down with Xavier Mestalampinon, the FI technical director, who talked us through how the hybrid works, how it actually works, uh in terms of, of transmitting drive from an electric motor to, to the wheel, to the drive shafts. Uh we looked at the safety of the cars and, and also we talked to people from P1 and to Aramco about the sustainable fuel. Uh, which we'll be using next year. So all of that. Super was, interesting. Genuinely, yeah. I'm, really I'm, interesting. I'm miserable you didn't
3: uh, invite it, me, David, it,
0: it, no. I was going to say, it's right up <laughs>
1: street, George. It, it, it was interesting. And, and, you know, I've written a piece just to sort of explain why we were there, but there is an awful lot more content to come. Um, and, it, yeah, it. I went there slightly sceptical. I am slightly sceptical about everything, wondering, you know, if we're 10 years too late with hybrid. You know, we're not. We have to do something. Uh, and i think the interesting part for me is that it, this is a three-year homologation cycle so the faa knows that essentially what we've got with hybrid is is the installation of a holding pattern if you like for the world championship we've done enough um to to make ourselves relevant but we really have to to kick on from this in three years time uh will I, that be full electric i don't know will it be hydrogen i i don't know uh but for sure you know we were beginning to look seriously like dinosaurs. Absolutely. Uh if if mm-hmm. we just continued with the current 17 cars. Yeah. Uh so something had to change and it was it was fantastic. Yeah. It was it was all at the WRC Promoters premises in, in Munich. It was fabulous to see. They are the swankiest of swanky offices. <laughs> Properly cool as as you'd expect from the best sport in the world. Uh, so no it was great to see Jonas Siebel, the managing director of, of WRC Promoter and, and all of the guys there. A, a really genuinely great evening, uh, and, and quite rare, actually, just to have some food, uh, have a nice glass of wine, and just to actually just to catch up with people, mm. you know, this just sort of leaning against the bar, chatting to Yari Matty or to... That's what we to, miss, to, David. To, to anybody. That's totally. What, that's yes. what, missing what we miss. you know yesterday?
2: That. You know yesterday? Yesterday was... Uh, just, just moving on slightly, David, but I'm coming back to what you're talking about there, but similar to what you're saying about chatting to, to people in the service park. Mm. And that's essential for particularly the world's greatest rally journalist, you know, who needs to talk <laughs> to people, who needs to understand. It, and we've I, missed that And job's eight... about talking to people, Cole. It is. It, it is all about talking to people. And yesterday I was mm. I was up in the stages and I cleared this with, with the team PRs, you know, do you mind if I come across your drivers? Can I grab a few words with them? And, you know, I said to both Elvin and to, to Seb, this feels as near to normal as it has done in the last eighteen months. You know, being out doing a proper job, looking around the stages, finding the driver's opinion on the stages. There's some degree of normality there, and it was really, really pleasant. It was really, it was, it was very, it was joyful. I had, I had a great day yesterday. But David, very quickly, just very quickly, going back to what you say, you know, I'm like you, and I, I think you have to have a bit of scepticism to ask questions. You know, if you if you don't have, you know, an inbuilt your sense of skepticism as a journalist—you'll never question. You'll never question. Otherwise,
0: otherwise, you might as well just publish the press press releases Correct. and, and Correct. nobody nobody queries and
2: that's, anything. That's not yeah. journalism, and that's not media output, and that's far far removed from where Dartfish are at. Um, I, I am I am also, as you know, a little bit skeptical, and the oh, and I get, and I'm coming round. I read your piece, and I thought, yeah, David is bang on, you know. Um, we are moving in the right direction. The only thing that jarred with me slightly, and this needs a little bit more explanation. It needs a little bit more, um, you know, buy-in from the manufacturers. Was 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 Maton's stance that the WRC is going to become a lab, a laboratory for testing of new technologies? Well, it's not right now. It's not right now. It's not in the next three years. Now, the next three years are critical. The next three years are critical we have to introduce Mm. some sort of technology that takes us back to the 80s with four-wheel drive that allows the manufacturers to say this is my technology remember the hybrid unit is not a volks and it's not a volkswagen unit that's for sure but it's not a hyundai unit a toyota unit or an m sport unit it's a generic it's a compact dynamics so there's nothing that the the, nothing the manufacturers can hang their hat on and say that's ours that that's what you when you (laughs) buy a hyundai that is what goes into it because it's not so that's what no, we think talk and, and, a, a testing lab, that is the situation we need to get ourselves into. And for me, that is what I'll be watching closely over the next three years. We are going in the right direction
1: there, the right. there is still scope, Cole, for that for that yeah. Eureka moment yeah, that, yeah. That, that Audi had back in, in 1980. Yeah. Uh, there is. And and maybe it is the somehow the the hydrogen fuel cell. Uh, that's not a Eureka moment, but the installation of that into a car sure. which then can, you know, but essentially
2: an, an SUV. Uh, it, it could there's be. There's lots so I think of potential, there is, there's... David. There's lots of potential. Yeah. You know, we mm. all know that, you know, with, with say, for electric, let's, let's talk electric. It may well not be electric. But you drive an electric car at anything more than, than granny and granddad pace and the battery charge just disappears. It disappears. It just chews it up. You get, you get minutes out of the battery. You know, there is potential mm. there in rallying for these manufacturers to showcase battery development and battery longevity and proper range and proper performance range. All of those things are potentially there for the future, but we have to give them, we have to give them with the regulations, the ability to go and do that. Now, there'll be all sorts of questions about, oh, it becomes again, you know, it's all about budget. You know, the more money you throw at it, the more you can invest, the the better you get. I don't know. There's a dilemma there for me. You know, you either go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. It either becomes a lab where you allow them to develop and you allow them to spend money on development. Or it's not. One or I the am other. In str- so I'm in a strange situation
3: where I'm in complete agreement with Colin. This has never happened. Lisa, Mark. this <laughs> like point. Oh, are you sitting George- down? I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm just again, and I am excited with you, Colin. It's it's fantastic to hear you say these <laughs> things and I couldn't echo it firmly enough. Enough said for me. Brilliant.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, George. Right. Thank you, We've George. got so one more thing, Made one more day. bit
3: of biz. <laughs> I'm moving
0: on from that because it's like a <laughs> mic drop moment. Um Sadly, um, and we kind of go full circle on this podcast after speaking with the love that we all have for Japan, sadly, the pandemic means that Rally Japan will not run this year.
1: It, it, uh, you know, having what Cole had just said, you know, about the normality of getting back to talking to people, the, the pandemic does come back and bite us again, doesn't it, in in the loss of of Japan. And when we saw Formula One go go. Go uh, down the pan. We we kind of knew it was just a matter of time for for the world championship as well for us. And it has to be that way. You know, we can't. We simply can't go to to that beautiful country, uh, and and put things into jeopardy. You know, it, we have a moral obligate obligation here. Um, it, it's not the same for rallying as we know. You know, Formula One. You go to a circuit, you stay there. We don't. We travel around the country. Uh, and whether we're all double vaccinated or whatever, uh, that's significant influx of people. It's not right at this point, you know. They're in a different place to to where other countries are in terms of COVID nineteen. So it's it's with a very very heavy heart that uh, that we have to accept that Japan is gone, and it's gone not for the for the first time. You know, we we saw it last year. Lou, it was lost to the pandemic mm. uh, as well, and even in twenty nineteen, don't forget, mm. it was on the calendar. It was on the provisional calendar, uh, and then it was sidelined to bring Corsica back. So this is the third time uh, Japanese rally fans mm. and. It, Brilliant Japanese organisers have built themselves up only to uh, only to, to lose their event. So Japan has to come back. It has, has to. to come back. Absolutely, it is. It is what? ready to become one of the one of the foundations. Essentially, of, of the of the future of the championship. We need to be back in Asia, yeah. uh, and we
2: need to be back in Japan. What a bad decision that was in 2019. What a bad decision. You know, the promoter doesn't make many wrong decisions when it comes to the calendar. Remember, I'm not
1: sure that was, that was the promoter. Correct. I think there was a I, lot of influence point, from the FAA there.
2: Sorry, uh, mate. I, I was Sorry. coming on to that. <laughs> I was coming on to that. I was backing the promoter in that one. Um, what yeah, what a no, dreadful was... decision that was. A dreadful, dreadful decision to go for, you know, Koska's a great event. It's got great history. It's got great heritage. But the future is Japan. You know, you link this into what we've just talked about and you're rallying, becoming the, the laboratory for, for manufacturers in the future, well, you know, we've got to be talking about Asian manufacturers. We've got to be talking about not just Toyota, but potentially the Subarus of this world, the Nissans of this world. Uh, you know, when we go to Korea, we've got to be talking about other Korean and Chinese manufacturers. But instead, yeah. in 2019, we went back to Corsica. Really, I think you call it short-termism, Carl. Short-termism. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful decision that was. Uh, but, David, talking about you know, the loss of, of Japan... One final thought on what might replace it. You know, we went to Monza last year and it was entertaining. I've got to say it was entertaining. The weather made it entertaining. If we go to Monza this year, make sure there's emergency snow tires. You know, pray Mm. for some snow, pray for some rain, because if it's dry, it's just not going to be the best spectacle to end the year. And
1: maybe pray for a bit more um, stuff outside of the circuit as well. Yeah, you, th- yeah. There was one day outside on on great roads, really great roads. Great roads. Great roads uh, but don't, so don't, yeah. So, so let's road. have two days I su- out there. I, I suspect. I suspect Absolutely. what's
3: going to happen, Colin, is that you're going to have. We're going to have the most spectacular Acropolis rally. That's going to give us the most amazing result, and and. Oh. Uh, the most incredible action and I think we should just go back there every weekend to make up for all these missed rallies.
2: Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please, because we'll maybe like, the sun will we'll come, we'll the come the, back in a few The weeks Acropolis
3: time. rally uh, of of Great Britain. So we can have the RAC in in, in, <laughs> in Greece and then we can have the Acropolis <laughs> rally of uh, of Monza, which will also give us an incredible result. <laughs> Uh, Finland, oh, we can probably just go to Finland anyway. But if not, we could probably have the Acropolis Rally of Finland. I'm thinking it's
2: fantastic. Okay, I'm a big fan of Greece, you could tell. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Likewise. Yeah it's, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going
0: to be great. Right, then I think that's a good place, in, since things are all in agreement, uh, for us to stop. If you have enjoyed what you've been listening to, don't forget you should be subscribing and the Spin the Rally podcast will drop into your listening provider's inbox. It'll be there for you. You won't have to go looking for us. We'll be there, waiting for you to push the play button. Eagerly waiting. I'll we will. Be there won't we? We'll all be, all four of us, just waiting I'll quietly for you to push play. Calling out. The, the pause button is also available. <laughs> yeah, Don't use the stop button or delete. Um, and if you've got any questions for the team, hashtag Dirtfish Rally is the best way to get in touch with us. But now, yeah, we need to just go away and enjoy the Acropolis Rally of the Gods, to give it its proper title from Greece. And, oh, no. and then we'll meet again. That, that's, that's that's a gonna, complicated <laughs> honour, <laughs> Colin. That's going to give me problems we <laughs> this weekend.
1: I guarantee you, at some point this week, we will have God's Acropolis <laughs> Rally <or laughs> like of Great Britain.
2: <laughs> <God's Acropolis laughs> rally I like God's Acropolis Rally. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like
3: that. Well, you, you, you enjoy uh, all the sunshine, Colin, because I assure you the weather forecast says it's going to be a gorgeous weekend.
2: George, George, I hope you're. No, the way weekend we is go. going to be lovely. Your, your forecast is right. The weekend's going it's to be lovely. Good way to leave just just it just with the Brits couple of days that we have Bickering
3: about the weather. Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's <it's> <laughs> what we <they're> do. That's <laughs> what we do. Thank you, Lisa, David, Colin. Take care. Thanks, Thanks Lee. Lisa. Bye, guys.